rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. What's up, normal people? One day I'll get around to getting that VO updated. Maybe. One day, put it on the list of things to do. Oh, God. Thank you all for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin, and we meet here whenever I can have a show. God damn it. I do would I really would like to have a daily show at a te- at a set time. That's better, not just for me, but for everybody, for all involved, for all intents and purposes. Because how else can you have a show if you don't have a time where people can gather and watch the show and get together? But anyway, whatever. Doesn't mean that we don't do it anyway. We keep doing. The show, anyway, we keep showing up. That's how you win. You don't wait for the perfect moments. You just keep doing it anyway. I guess I'm, I'm talking myself into it right now. Because it gets a little frustrating. All right, listen, listen. I know you're listening. This is unapologetic liberal talk. It's the real liberal media. This is it. You're looking at it. I know. It's tired. It looks tired. It, it, it's seen better days, <laughs> but it is what we got. That's what it is. It is what it is. And my name is Tara Devlin, and I don't know what else to say. We were on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, um, Verdant Square Radio. We were on FYI Nation, and what else? Well, progressive Voices, of course, we meet. Uh, well, Progressive Voices, I was going to say we meet on Progressive Voices, but we don't. Progressive Voices plays the Saturday show on Sunday, and then the other shows are on demand. Nobody does me any favors in this world. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm really feeling sorry for myself tonight, aren't I? Shit. That's not a good place to go. That's the worst. Nobody likes a show like that. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Thank you, Haiku, for your super chat. Right out of the gate, thank you. If you're on other channels, we have a chat room at youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster. And don't forget to give the show a good review on iTunes. And keep coming back. It works if you work it. So work it. You're worth it. And live it. All right. So what's going on in the world now? What else is new? You know, when I was watching yesterday, you saw, you probably saw, because you're, you're politically engaged, and you can't help but watch. I, sometimes I do wish I could disconnect from the madness. I know people who did that. I remember after George W. Bush won the the election despite receiving fewer votes, he didn't win. He was installed. I had a couple of friends who were involved up until up to that point, and then they said, "I can't do this anymore. I'm just not paying attention. I deleted all my political accounts. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want anybody calling me asking me to knock on doors." 
give money, whatever. I'm out. I can't deal with this anymore. And that's what they did. And they tuned out. But what do you think? Um, the, the reason why, well, I mean, there's many reasons. One of the reasons why they can get, why they have been successful, to, they, and who am I talking about? I'm talking about the big moneyed interests. It really is that um, this, the, uh, the age-old, uh, what do you call it? I don't know. The age-old conflict that it's, again, it's the rich against the rest of us, the oligarchs who buy politicians, corrupt government. This is what they've been doing to this country. They corrupt government. They corrupt media. It goes hand in hand. And it's all about making the rich richer and keeping the people divided. And that's, that's it. It's not that, uh, you know, the other day, actually, I was, after we were, t we, we did the show and then, um, we were talking about unions because Amazon is trying to unionize, and there was an article from the Heritage Foundation that I, or was it the Cato? Wait, hold on. I think I might have it. And I thought it was pretty fast. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Here it is. The unions and discrimination. This, this was an article that, or a paper that was written by a right winger it was available at the at the cato institute which is a right wing so-called think tank and all these think tanks are brought to us by the by the mercer family by the Koch brothers though the the oligarchs who have their their filthy greedy grasping never satisfied grips around the neck of power of our body politic and they're choking the life out of us because you know how much more do they need how much more you ha you have to wonder how much is enough when we're living in a country where people are not, uh, going hungry we, when they talk about food insecurity isn't that disgusting oh, we're the richest country on earth but with bread lines, the bread lines are the point. The, uh, it's a case in point of how broken the system is. I mean, capitalism. Oh, oh we got it. And, and the same people. And I don't doubt that there are not more than a few Trump and Z's on those bread lines. Well, I mean, I guess we don't, we're not really hearing much more well, about the bread lines. Not that they're not not that we don't need them. They're, people are still on bread lines. It's not, what the hell is going on? These cats, somebody's, what? What are you doing, Ray? Stop it, stop it, stop it. They're like, he's, little Ray is instigating an argument. I don't need this shit today. W with Tara Jr. Jr., he's instigating an argument, but all right, what was I saying? So the Cato Institute, they, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The article was, and, and well, it reminded me of how Republicans fix the facts around the policy. And this article is uh, is nothing but propaganda. Let me just read some of it. 
The claim, this is by Paul Marino, Unions and Discrimination. The claim that organized labor has been a force for racial egalitarianism can only be called a myth. It's one of the many myths that pro-union historians have perpetrated or perpetuated, similar to those, for example, that unorganized workers suffering from a so-called inequality of bargaining power. Do you believe this? So it's, it's a myth that the, that the founders of Right to Work, which is the guy's name is Vance Muse, during, he's the one that came up with, uh, well, he was one that came up with the right to work, so-called, where it really is right to work for less. But a labor uh, disorganizer, a union basher, who they deliberately attacked the, uh, pro- pro- the, the unions, the prospective union members with the with racist rhetoric, saying things like, you don't want to call an N-word your brother. That's, these were uh, um, flyers that they handed out. Race, and we, we also read on this show an article about how the, the early settlers in this country bringing the indentured servants, white indentured servants, over. One of the big fears that they had was that the slave, the enslaved people would team up with the white indentured servants. They would realize that they had common interests, that they had more in common with each other than they would ever have with the oligarchs that, were, um, that had them in bondage. But the oligarchs who had them in bondage in the early founding of this country, and not even, it was before it was a country. We're talking about the 1600s, um, before the United States. And they deliberately fostered and fomented racial discord between the groups to keep the, to keep them, uh, them to keep the people from uniting and realizing, well, they had to realize it first, realizing that we're in this together. And that's one of the things, it's the same scam they continue to to run. This is why it's so tedious, living with the Republicans. But I was so, I was getting myself irritated and worked up <laughs> reading this article, how uh, they have all um, citation. I mean, it's a how many uh, how many pages? Nineteen page dissertation on how unions really don't foster egalitarianism and the racist divide and conquer tactics that the uh, that management uses are a myth. And it says it right here. The, di- di- the divide and conquer legend. Yeah, it's not, it's not a... It's not, don't believe your lying eyes or historical fact. It's a legend. I guess sort of like Donald Trump's uh, successful businesses. 
a great businessman. All right. Free labor and wage slavery. These are the topics in the paper. Wage slavery, the union quest for, for privilege. Oh, yeah, because that's what it's all about. And one of the, uh, you know, getting... Uh, this is what I'm always saying about Republicans. That their arguments don't make sense. What's What are they... What's the end game here? If unions have their way, what is the end game? Why go through all the trouble of the ruse? Uh, what's the what? What's the end game? Yeah, people have a living wage. They get to have a fair share of the profit that their labor makes possible. What's the end game of uh, the Cato Institute's bullshit paper with New Deal? They love using scare quotes all the time, too. The New Deal and so-called fair representation. The New Deal fundamentally altered the relationship of blacks and unions. Simply put, once the political and legal system began to favor unions and make industrial unionism possible, black leaders and workers began to shift support to organized labor. One of the historians put it that when the New Deal politicized the level of American wages, African Americans were forced. See, it's the, well, whatever. I don't, I, I, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but it's just another tactic. What's the end game of the Republicans' attacks on unions? I know that they say that one, if we're all bargain, you know, we're all rugged individuals, and then if we can all sit there and we're free to bargain, and uh, of course it's bullshit because they want us nice and divided. So the end game of a union would be to ensure that everybody has a seat at the table. What's the end game? of the Republicans' ruse to continue the upward uh, concentration of wealth and ensure that the American, that you, the worker, the lowly serf, has no ability to do anything about it. But anyway, yeah. It's sickening. All right, so there's a few other things with... Um, thinking about uh one of the well first let's start off with something different for a change some good news some some a story that renews my faith in humanity right here from the guardian trump's wax figure is pulled from a texas display after visitors attack it that's great amazing See, peop not all people suck. There is hope for the world. One of the things that you guys know pisses me off is that we all, I, I mean, this is part of our mass hysteria, our collective manias as a civilization. Why we all have to, we have to agree to, to salute the con man, or play hail to the chief, or call him Mr. President. I know that's an honorific after the presidents leave 
there uh, or any, it seems, this is kind of a new thing. It seems that when people leave their, their posts, uh, they still get called there uh, they still get called mr president or madam secretary or representative uh, as if well why don't you call me uh i don't know something call me <laughs> my rank at the when i was working at the movie theater when i was 16 call me um the uh i was a matron at a movie theater <laughs> can you believe that i was called a matron at a, and i worked at that was my first job when i was 16 Working at a movie theater as a matron, meaning I had to tell people to get keep their feet off the chairs. and But what I actually did was smoke pot and watch movies. But anyway, because we used to do that in the theaters. I, I remember when you used to be able to smoke in the, in the movie theater. There was a smoking section, and then there was a regular section. And... Not as if the smoke didn't drift over to the regular section, but it's kind of odd when you think about all the places you used to be able to smoke. But, um, yeah, according to The Guardian, here it is, a statue of ex-president apparently had deep gouges inflicted by museum patrons who clawed and punched it. (laughs) Good one. Nice going, guys. Keep up the great work. It's sort of like pickaxe guy. When they so whoever it was, that American hero, that unsung hero who took a pickaxe to Donald Trump's star on Hollywood Boulevard. That is an American patriot right there. Hey Ray. You hear Ray? That's I'm not sure if you were able to hear him. He's very cute. A wax figure of Donald Trump. Oh, yes. I re- um, visitors kept attacking it. When it's a highly political figure, attacks can be a problem, said Clay Stewart, the regional manager for Ripley Entertainment, which owns Louis Toussaint's Wax Museum in San Antonio. I don't know if that's Louis Toussaint or whatever. The figure of the former president apparently had deep gouges. Stewart told the Express News, we've always had trouble with pr- the presidential section because no matter, oh yeah, we have to go into this, both sides, bullshit. No matter how, how who it is or what president it was, Bush, Obama, or Trump, they've all had people beat them. Well, we know why they would beat up President Obama because they were told for years and i mean i i have i have my issues with him because he's not or what never was a liberal he in many ways because of his inability or unwillingness to to fight for a progressive agenda and his pathological need to reach across a, the aisle it gave us Donald Trump. That's the reason why. It seems as if Joe Biden may not be, he, maybe he learned from those mistakes, but it does concern me when I read an article that they're purging, that the White House is purging its staff of people who have marijuana use in their history. Now that's a little ridiculous. I'll be right back. 
but we'll get to that in a minute. Let's continue this story. This is a good news story. We have to celebrate it. In a statement, Suzanne Smaglia Potts, that's her name, Smagala Potts? Wait, Suzanne, S-M-A-G-A-L-A Potts, P-O-T-T-S. Smagala Potts, wow. That's a, an unfortunate surname. Public relations manager for Ripley's said the firm had no political leanings and repairing public figures was common. Oh, yeah. Both sides do it, you know. I can understand why people want to beat the crap out of a Twitler wax figure or, or, or George W. Bush. Illegal wars based on lies that we're still in. People dying, needlessly dying, allowing a terrorist attack. Okay? We, we always blow past the fact that we were attacked on, on our soil under, the, under George W. Bush, under Republicans. They're supposed to be all about national security. Why doesn't I, I? I never hear the Democrats bring that up, talking about national security. It's a joke under the guise of unity and bipartisanship. Now you tell me, if the shoe was on the other foot, do you think that Republicans would not incessantly bring up? that we were attacked on September 11th under a Democratic administration, if that were the case. Of course they would. We would never hear the end of it. Every time, just like everything else that they do, every time they get in front of a camera, they would, they would bring it up. Whenever a Democrat dared say something about national security, they would get on it in front of a camera and say, "Well, they Democrats certainly have um, the they have gall talking to us about national security when the greatest most uh, most devastating loss of life uh, in an attack on this country happened under their watch." Of course, they would. I mean, really, and why wouldn't they? See, the Republicans, they understand. They, they are ultimately, because they're a party that has no interest in democracy, doesn't want to have, they don't, they're not in government to make it function. I've been saying this forever. They're in government to enrich themselves and enrich the rich. That's it. That's why they're in government. That's why lying, fixing the facts around the policy, um, dividing and conquering, this is all in their wheelhouse. They have no, there's no bottom here because they don't have an interest in democracy. I mean, I, I think maybe I need to find a more uh, appropriate term it's not even that they are, have no interest in democracy. They have an adversarial relationship with democracy. They loathe democracy, and they're doing 
everything they can. I mean, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I would love to be proven wrong. But looking at their actions, we see, I could see, and they, they, you know, you could see, that they're not interested in a functioning government. The only government they're in, I mean, they're interested in a, a government of, by, and for the 1%. The government, like the ones where the, uh, the, where the rich rule and pass down their wealth tax-free and everyone else knows their place. And that the, any, the, per, the people at the top, they remain entrenched at the top. And the sheeple have zero recourse to do anything about it. This is the government they're setting up. And they saw, they actually saw, you know, uh, wait, hold on. Somebody's fucking texting me. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm just getting annoyed at people. All right. <clears throat> but what was I saying? So they, Republicans, low democracy. That's just the bottom line. I really want to be proven wrong. It's we, but we can't um, make the same mistakes again by giving them the benefit of the doubt. What have they ever done to get the benefit of the doubt? To to deserve it? They're not interested in a functioning democratic republic. That's the bottom line. And case in point, just what was it yesterday? It's fascinating watching Republicans cheer for Putin. They've been cheering for Putin. Remember the pictures of the Republican traders saying, um, well, um, I'd rather be Russian than Democrat? With the T-shirts at the Trump rally. Thank you, Russia. There was another one. Hold on. Let me find that. They believe that, that Putin is a strong leader. You see? They've been doing this for years, too. It's not a new phenomenon. And when the, it started again, because yesterday, they, Putin, uh, you know, he's, he's, he misses his poodle. He, he longs for his puppet. He's got, uh, you know... He, he, it hurts him to lose the, 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 his lick spittle, just like Twitler is upset when anybody has, uh, like he's, he wants to, what is he doing? He's trying, he says he's taking revenge on all the Republicans that voted for impeachment. That's his goal in life, besides killing as many people as he can with COVID. His other goal is, Destroying well, I'm glad at this. He's, his other goal is destroying the Republican Party, destroying those who have any um, semblance of an allegiance to the United States. You see, being um, doing the w one ethical thing or the right 
thing will get you in the doghouse with the Republicans. So what, uh, of course, they've been doing this for years. Remember when Obama was president. I hope he fails. That was Rush Limbaugh. And it was a phenomenon back then where people were like, do you wish the, the president fails? And they were defending. They were literally defending it, saying, I hope he fails. And remember, not just, and then they, okay, you could say, well, they said he, he, they hope he fails because they didn't like Obama's policies, even though the policies were the friggin' Republican policies. Oh, please. I didn't like his policies either. Okay. I, I wanted a Democrat. I wanted an FDR Democrat. That's what I hoped I was voting for. I don't like his policies. What policies? Name a pol- Obamacare. Well, what is that, you stupids? This is the thing that pisses me off, and we know this, about corporate media, about our, our mind-numbingly dull, m- mediocre corporate media, how they, they would never follow up. I know. What do you like about they, of course, everything's a poll. 40 cent, 40% say this, 41% say that 23% say no, 21% don't know. It's like, well, um, what are you talking about? I don't like Obama's policies. They would shove a freaking microphone in some be, well, tea, tea bagger at the time they were tea baggers, tea, ba- tea baggers face, and they say, "What don't you like about Obama?" And they they would say, "I don't like his policies. He's socialist. There's socialist policies. They're 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 doing it again. Of course, they're calling Joe Biden's policies socialist. He's the biggest socialist. We are a socialist species." You dumb effers. You see, that's why they need to divide and conquer us. They need us to be divided along racial lines. And I, I, I guarantee you this, that when I, even on, on the side of the so-called liberals, like when you're watching corporate media and they're, um, you know, going on about uh, the black and brown community. You know that 20 years from now, that's going to sound like colored. You know what I mean? The way um, we, when we hear like colored person, that sounds old. It sounds offensive. And I, I t- I'm telling you, so will black and brown, black and brown, black and brown. And that was Daniel who really opened my ears to that. Because it's, that's a throwback to colonialism, black and brown. You've got to separate people into what? Pigments? Melon? It's It's really stupid. Americans, how about that? We're all Americans. But I know not being um, naive, of course there's racism, of course, but partly how we heal from our division is by 
healing by recognizing that these are differences that are they they're they're uh, difference distinctions without a difference. That's it. It's not. It's the same as. I mean, I I am sure that future generations are gonna. That's what they're gonna think. It's gonna sound weird, and old, archaic, like Negro, right? This is. It just kind of goes to show you how uh, how we far we've come, but we really have so much further to go. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong there, but I that's what I think. And I also think that the only way we're going to heal in general, it's not about uh see cuz what's happening with republicans, of course, many of them are a lost cause and they'll never ever change or evolve and they'll they'll be stupid racists for the rest of their useless existences waste of human dna existences and that's just what it is but uh, the others that maybe are aren't hopeless they need we need as a community to send the message that to each other that we're in this together now, what if, the, you know, the Republicans are always, they like to talk about families in regard to economics. Well, your family wouldn't overspend or whatever they'll say. But so if you want to talk about the family metaphor in regard to our divisions, it's sort of like, what if you had a family and only some had health care? Wouldn't that... Well, you weren't allowed health care because for whatever reason, well, there was a, three of you that that couldn't, there was a family of six and three couldn't get health care. It was one, they couldn't afford it, two or whatever, whatever it might be. Wouldn't that create an uh, anger, resentment, pain in this so-called family, right? So you don't act like that, and we, we shouldn't behave like that as citizens of a country, our fellow Americans, our fellow citizens. This is why it's so um, great to be an American, because we're in it together. And of course, I'm speaking uh, with hope there. We really are in this together, and the hallmark of our civilization is that we don't leave anybody behind, that we're a modern civilization that seeks at least in, in, uh, in practice to put um, uh, moral morality and uh, unity and e pluribus unum into practice. But oh, it's so, it seems so simple, but the fact is it's not because of the the money in politics, the money, the big moneyed interest doesn't, they can't afford, well, they can, of course, because they have more money than they'll ever spend in a zillion lifetimes, but they, they, they will, they can't afford to have us united. It's partly, this is part of the reason why, well, um, for well, today, I was listening on, on the corporate media, there were, Joe Biden 
spoke. He said whatever. They put a camera in front of his face. And uh, he was saying yet again how we're Americans. And I think he was speaking about the massacre, yet another massacre in this country, um, based on what? Racism, misogyny. Of course it was. Oh, oh well, the, the shooter, the, the racist scumbag said it wasn't racism, it was misogyny. Oh, okay. It's not a hate crime then. If it's mis- misogyny, it's not a hate crime. Of course it's a hate crime. Jesus Christ. But um, Joe Biden was saying how we're Americans. There's nothing, nothing, nothing we can't do if we put our minds to it. And I always counter, well, except universal health care, right? Except universal retirement, family leave, a guaranteed vacation, living wages. There's nothing, nothing, nothing we can do except that. Except join the rest of the world with health care as a right of citizenship. Makes me kind of sick, I have to tell you. But but worse than that, it makes the whole country sick. Oh, my God. But it's not shocking. It wasn't surprising to me to see that Republicans yet again are cheering for our adversaries. It was like with Obama. Remember, not just saying, I hope he fails, wasn't um, just him. It was when we didn't get the Olympics here in the United States. Remember how they all erupted in applause? They're, they posted it online where it was, I think, during CPAC, and someone giddily and gleefully announced to, the, to all the Cretans gathering that Obama, um, that the Olympic Committee had uh, ruled against Chicago as as the location for the next Olympics. And the whole auditorium breaks out in applause. What the fuck? That's why I remember thinking, what is wrong with these people? So what kind of a leap is it from applauding when the United States loses. Because it wasn't Obama that was losing. It was all the people. I thought they loved business and small businesses and whatnot. Of course they don't. They're so full of crap. They will pull any stupid platitude or excuse out of their ass as long as it ensures that the broken system remains intact and that they can ingratiate they're uh, they're paymasters. That's what it's about. So, but shocking to hear the Republicans at the time. I remember thinking, of course they're applauding because they hate America. But this was like a decade ago. No, when, when was this? Now was it, was it a decade? How long, How old am I? It might have been a decade. Holy Christ! Is that my life going by? Oh Jesus! It feels like yesterday. I feel like. I feel like I blinked, but, well, anyway. But that's Republicans. At the time, I remember saying, of course they're cheering. They hate America. 
They hate this country. It's not just Obama. Of course they hate Obama. What the hell? They should have loved Obama because he was able to give the Republican the Republicans their policies, give them everything they wanted. They could have played him to get things that they wanted, but they don't really want anything, you know? What they want, they don't they can't they don't want anything that they can openly state. They want to destroy democracy. Can I say it again? It's can we finally get to the point where we can accept this fact that that the Republicans they're not operating with um they're not sincere. They don't care. That's why it's never going to work with them. You're reaching across the aisle and giving them, uh, imploring them to see reason or find their spine or whatever it might be. They watched a goddamn insurrection, an attack on the Capitol when they were inside. They could have been killed. They could have watched Mike Pence be hanged on the Capitol lawn. And they would, would that wake them up? You have to wonder in, if that had happened, if someone, if one of them w- were murdered by the mob, unlike the ones who were just the average Joes, the, um, the Capitol Police, Cap- well, not Captain, uh, Officer Sicknick, dead. Yeah, so whenever they say how much they love the police, blue lives matter, and whatnot, we know it's all bullshit. They're full of shit. Thank you. My name is Tara Devlin, and this is Unapologetic Liberal Talk. Thank you for... Your super chat, J.D. I see a pattern here. My God. Yep, 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 yep. I'm just reading the chat. Stumbling Joe? Yes. What a shame Joe Biden fell going up the stairs. Who, who cares? Who effing cares? And then you have to see all the Republicans saying how, oh, he's he's uh, sick, something's wrong. They look at, do they know who they voted for twice? Jesus Christ. What about George W. goddamn Bush? Jesus Christ. So the old man stumbles going up the stairs. Does, who cares? And then they have to... Um, you saw, uh, what's his name, Donald Trump Jr. tweeting out uh, a meme yeah, of of Joe Biden being, of Donald Trump hitting Joe Biden with golf balls. Oh, they're so witty. The unbearable wittiness of Donald Trump Jr. It's so, um, it's mind-numbingly immature. Unbelievable. This is what they care about. You see, Joe Biden trips going up the stairs, and that, that gives them coverage for the next two days. They can talk about it. 
because they don't want to talk about the successes and the fact that the Republicans yet again left a Democratic administration with a heaping pile of, of, of doo-doo. This is the pattern. Now prove me wrong. I, I, I can't stand Republicans. Doesn't matter. Reality never gets in the way. And I really have to, I have to stress again, this is why we need a real liberal media. And this is the way, the way I talk, uh, minus the, the uh, profanity at times. We should hear this on regular broadcast television. It shouldn't be. Um, well, of course, I, I could say it shouldn't be. Well, it is. It should, but it shouldn't. If this were a functioning democratic republic, we would go deeper. The, the conversations would be able to, they would reflect that. We would be able to um, have, I don't know, we, we would be able to have a mature conversation everything's been it's been so dumbed down so i don't i have to wonder what came first the dumbness or uh, but i think it was the oh the i mean of course we've been a, under the um the oppressive reaganomics trickle down for my entire life so it's hard to stay in um informed when you're working your three uniquely American low-paying jobs, which is one of the tragic things that I heard during the last couple of days after the massacre, the latest massacre, listening to um, the corporate media, and they interviewed one of the victim's sons, and he was saying, my mother never took a day off. She worked like 60 hours a week, every week, and she would work every day. I mean, and they were saying, well, that that's the American dream. Is that the American dream? Oh, yeah, coming here, working hard for your piece of the pie. That doesn't seem like somebody's working hard for a piece of the pie. It seems like she's working hard to keep her head above water. She's working hard to tread water. You, if you you have to work every single day. Never have a day off. This is what this kid was saying about his mother, who's now dead, thanks to this armed madhouse that the Republicans cultivate. They cultivated the whole thing, the massacre from the ground up, from arming the the lunatic. From um, the the China virus rhetoric, this is what the 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 society that we have to endure, and nothing will change after this massive. But nothing changed when somebody went into a, a, a an elementary school and killed toddlers. It's shocking. And to hear well, the corporate media and poor, this poor woman who had to work 
friggin' 60 hours a week, never took a day off. That's not the American dream. I hate to tell you, corporate media, that might be uh, commendable. Why is that commendable? Who the hell wants to work every single day of their life without respite? So you, uh, she, the, the kid was saying she had to support her children. Of course. Well, yeah, you do. But wouldn't it be nice if you can support your children on a, on a, uh, on a 40 hour work week with some days off so you can actually see your children and help them and watch them grow and spend time with your children. But it's another reflection This poor woman, now she's dead, thanks to the Republicans, after working herself nearly to death, thanks to the Republicans. And this is some kind of commendable trait that somebody worked every single day and never took a day off. It doesn't, somebody, it's not like she was, what was she, in love? That was her passion, uh, to be this the uh, receptionist receptionist at the spa that was her passion i don't know what she did i'm just speculating but it's uh it's ridiculous it's and it goes to we've heard this uh even in the republican convention remember and we've heard it um not just at this past year's republican convention but it seems to be a trope that's making its way into the public consciousness but that's not coming is that coming from us or is it coming from the oligarchy is that something they want us to think that it's great when you work three jobs well we know george w bush you work three jobs Remember that woman when they when George W. Bush was going around trying to privatize socialist security, and he he was having a town hall and he said he was talking to a woman and she said, "Well, I I just want to know that the promises that were I uh, that were made, I'll be able to you'll be able to keep for me, you know, for me because that's all that matters." as long as you got yours. And she said, because I work three jobs and I feel like I've contributed. And George W. Bush says, you work three jobs? (laughs) Fantastic. That's just great. Uniquely American, ain't it? Ain't it? And everybody applauds. (laughs) Woo! And then he goes, you get any sleep? This is a shocking disgrace. And you better believe that future generations, they're going to look at that and they're going to be appalled. If we win, if we win, if we don't win and the oligarchy continues to put its boot on our neck, um... You'll be hearing stories of people working for uniquely American low-paying jobs or working round the clock, sleeping three hours. Oh, who knows? Doing it by with a brand new amphetamine or something that is all the rage. But you know what I mean. They. This is not the American dream. So in the Republican convention, 
we heard stories about in their edited packages. So they have, you know, their propaganda pieces where they would have montages or whatnot. So you know they deliberately put that in there. And uh, Mike Pence's voiceover saying, she works three jobs just to make ends, whatever he's, however he said it, she works and commending this she worked, she put him through school working three jobs. Well, that's disgusting. If you ask me, and that's not the American dream, but you see how successful they've been? And now you'll hear it when, because when, if you watch news reports about this massacre, well, that's one of the, the, the things they're saying about how much this woman worked. This one particular woman. Well, I'm sure they all worked, but you know what I mean. It pisses me off, okay? All right. Where is everybody? What's going on in the chat room? All right, my name is Tara Devlin. Not that anybody cares. I'm feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> oh, gee. Look, somebody on Rockfin wrote, I looked up grifter in the dictionary and I found your name and picture in the definition. You are delusional. Doesn't being blind and ignorant feel good? I looked up grifter. Me? What am I grifting? Yeah. I, I see a pattern on Rockfin. There's a lot of, well, there's also good people, but there's a lot of um, effed up people on Rockfin. Yes, that's me. I'm a grifter. We're, I would love to know what you think I'm grifting and what you think, what's, what's delusional? What are we delusional about? That the United States, that the Republicans hate this country, we have the receipts. They hate democracy. You probably hate democracy too. Obviously, his name is W.M. And I love the way this Republicans, they type very tough behind the veneer of anonymity. So yes, I'm a grifter, but Says the person who, what, voted for the grifter. Okay. It's insane. The Republican Party is, in my opinion, they are the domestic enemies the founders warned us about. I really do wish I was wrong about that. So, rooting for Putin? So, rooting for Putin got started to trend because the Republicans, just like they were giddy when the United States lost the Olympics uh, when Obama was president, because when the when when we fail, when something Republicans don't, they're not happy unless the United States is failing somehow. As you can see, they saw a virus 
they cultivated a virus, they festered, they infected this country from sea to shining sea with their lies that spread this virus. 500,000 are dead and counting, thanks to the Republicans, and they wanted more of that. When they went to the polls, they said, yes, please, more sick Americans, more dead Americans, more people who can't pay their high, well, get a, a million dollar bill coming out of, uh, out of the ICU, if they come out at all. I just saw someone on my Facebook feed tonight whose partner died of COVID yesterday. And the Republicans are... They're, they keep, they're doing it. Uh, they, it's not that they're doing it again. They've never stopped spreading the lies. The last show we were playing that idiot, that racist Chip Roy, who couldn't even wear a mask correctly, like a moron. All of that speaks volumes. That's how you model behavior. You're someone who's supposed to be in the position of authority, and that's the best you can do. Putting on a mask. He's only got the mask on because Nancy Pelosi made it a rule that you must wear your mask in the house and, uh, and while you're under the, in the Capitol. But the Republicans can't even do that correctly. It's slipping off their nose, hanging around their chin, all by accident. It sort of reminds me of like some flasher on the subway. We've all seen them. Someone whose uh, penis accidentally slips out of their pants. Oops. Oops. That's what they look like. Oops. Oh, my, my mask is going around my neck. Oops. I can't. I, I just noticed it now. I, I can't help it. I'm talking about bullshit, and I can't stop my mask from falling. They're disgusting. Here, here's uh, Matt Getz yesterday. Hold on. Hold on, where is my... Hold on, yes, get rid of that. Here it is. Putin and Biden, it would not end like Rocky IV. I don't think the American would prevail. Obviously, Putin and Biden, it would not end like Rocky IV. I don't think the American would prevail. Why are you so happy about that, you traitor? We know why. Because they hate this country. That's why. Putin and Biden... Now, you realize, um, they don't seem to realize, but Putin is an anti-democratic, blood-soaked dictator who has a habit of his, well, his adversaries winding up dead, coming down with a, with a funny case of premature death. Poison. Po how many journalists have been murdered by Putin? But that's who they love. You understand, this isn't anything new. This is who they are fundamentally. As I have said for years, in every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. That's what they want. And like Louis Sinclair wrote 
or was it Upton? Who was it? Uh, it can happen here. How am I saying Lewis? Happen here. It can't happen. What's the book? Sinclair Lewis. What am I talking about? That's I. I'm getting it backwards. Sinclair Lewis wrote, "It can't happen here." But the the point of the one of the um, famous sentences in that book was when fascism comes to America, it'll be wearing, it'll be waving a flag and wrapped in a flag and holding a Bible or something like that. And I don't know why my camera just went unfocused. That look, I, like I said, the camera's on a, it's on a sensor. So it goes out of focus according to the subject. <laughs> it goes completely. It's just like, whoops, whoopsie. That looks better. Hey, it is what it is. I can't help it. I keep getting old. I just keep waking up. But wait, hold on. Yeah. Here's from 20, what what year? 2016? Not tw no, 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 not 2016. Long time ago. I can't see the date. It's from CNN. Governor Bobby Jindal, remember him? He was the Republican rising star at one time. I don't know why it's not focusing. Everything sucks. That's why. You got to get used to it. You just have to get used to this show being, having issues. Become a patron. That's all I can say. <laughs> Become a patron at patreon.com slash devil And maybe one day we can actually have a producer understand anyway all right so governor bobby jindal is offering a spirited defense of republicans well they were called republicans at the time who say they want president obama to fail jindal described the premise of the question do you want the president to fail this is the latest gotcha game oh yeah gotcha gotcha nose gotcha fascism gotcha Everything's a gotcha. It's gotcha. Oops, I asked you a question that any 12th grader can answer, any second grader can answer, and you couldn't do it. Gotcha. Oh, that's a gotcha. When you can't, when you look like the idiot you are, that's a gotcha. Can't gotcha these gotchas. Oh, that's just not fair. You notice how Republicans are always talking about fairness. Everything's so unfair for them. Facts, reality, has such a liberal bias. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, my God, the whining. I didn't know that fascism, well, I didn't know, that's true. Fascism, I knew fascism was going to suck. I just wasn't prepared for the whining. 
the incessant whining. I should have been prepared because that is actually another hallmark of fascism. It's the perpetual victim. You can know them, know them by their by their fruits, know them by the company they keep. And I've been saying that about Republicans for years. The company they keep, any child knows this. Any mother will tell their child, you, you want to know something? Your friend, you are who you hang out with. You want to be a successful person? Hang out with successful people. You want to be a happy person? This is what I say to myself. I had to be, because I wanted to be happy, even though it's not my default, I wanted to, I, I said, I have to hang out with happy people because they will help me be happy. You know, not like a stupid happy on top of the world looking down on creation, but I, you know, I didn't want anybody, or I, I prefer friends who don't enable, or who don't complain, who don't co-sign my, uh, my uh, whining, if I'm whining about something in my life or whatever, we need, you know, complaining is a lack of, it's actually a wasted energy. So I, that's why, I, honestly, I uh, started doing Buddhism, started hanging out with the Buddhists because they, they're not whiners, at least the ones I know. They're more like, solution oriented but anyway whatever the reason i'm bringing this up is that the republicans it's just incessant whining everybody's picking on them everybody's unfair to them everyone is gonna they got you they're being canceled they're being gotcha'd well put on your big boy pants why don't you stop being an ignoramus read a book read something read something for once or learn something Stop taking your cues from memes you see on Reddit. That's where they get their history lessons from. But my aunt, here's Jindal. Oh, this is in, back in 2012. Jindal, a potential 2012 presidential candidate. Remember that? Remember when we were young and Bobby Jindal was the up-and-coming GOP rising star? Because he has... Darker pigment. That's another thing. Oh, he's somebody. They have to put their human shields out into the front to distract us from what they are, which are fascist racism. Why is this not focusing? I'm just going to have to ignore it until somebody becomes a patron and I can get some help up in this bitch. Help this bitch, help this bitch up in this bitch. One day my camera will focus and it'll be a great day. I turned off all the autofocuses. That should work. Why it's not working? Um, it must be the sensor. It just senses that my, my face is looking rough. Anybody care? Does anybody remember laughter? My God. I looked up grifter in the dictionary and I found your name in picture. (laughs) Could you believe that this person is 
that that person wrote that, that they think that's clever. Um, yeah, I know you are, but what am I? WM, WM. You type so succinctly and profoundly behind the veneer of anonymity. Why don't you do something and um, why don't you F off? F off to Liberland. Leave normal people alone. It's way over your head, the conversation we're having. is clearly out of your league. Why? I don't understand. You have every opportunity we all have not to be a dum-dum. You should try it some. Doesn't being blind and ignorant feel good? I don't know, WN. You tell me. I wouldn't know. In fact, I wish. I friggin' wish. I could stick my head in the sand and go along whistling into the night. Like Mr. Magoo. Not seeing the truth. I wish I'd probably be a happier person. In general. Instead of having to watch everything with, um, with critical eyes. And see the bullshit. And see the friggin' Matrix. Yeah, it's easier. Remember in the Matrix when that guy was like, give me the, give me the other pill. Put me back in the Matrix. I want, I'm sick of this. I wish that would be nice. Not that I didn't know that Republicans are the enemies from within. That I, I really, uh, that I really wish I was living in delusion. But once you know the truth, there's no going back. You can't be in denial anymore. That's how it works. I wish, though. I wish I could go, to, go back to sleep and think that, what? What? Trump? Is make, he try, all he tried to do was make America great. And the deep state got him. Yes, that the Republicans were working... Over to, they were working their little fascist fannies to the bone, making America great by killing 500,000 of us and counting and infecting us with not just the coronavirus, but the virus of their filthy lies. Never stopping, never letting fact, decency, truth, dignity, hum, everything that they stand for. They, they don't stand for decency, dignity, democracy. They stand for division, divide and conquer. They stand for selfishness. Just on what's-his-face's Twitter feed, Rand Paul today, I saw, he, he posted this himself. Let me find it. R right, here it is. He posted this. He's proud of it. Senator Rand Paul rips Fauci as, quote, unconcerned with liberty. Unconcerned with liberty? That means, the, I'll translate it from the fascist, from the fascist, filthy fascist republican. Um, he's, he's, He's looking for the superior moral justification for not giving a shit about anybody else but himself. That's what that is. 
unconcerned with liberty. So, you see, Republicans, they, as again, as usual, again, as I always say, they, they want all the benefits of civilization, but they want none of the responsibility that we have to each other. Now, Rand Paul, if he was so concerned with liberty and he didn't like living in a country that's founded on uh, the general welfare and e pluribus unum as a motto, yeah, that the founders picked. They chose that model as deluded and in denial as they were about their own misogyny and racism. So we're trying to actualize this, the, 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 the promises of the founders. But um, Rand Paul, when he's talking about uh, liberty, what he means is, he doesn't want to give a shit about you. He Well, he doesn't mean that he doesn't want to. He already doesn't want to. He doesn't. He already doesn't. He wants to make it the somehow superior morally giving a shit, not giving a shit about anybody. But that's not patriotism. You see, not giving a shit about anybody else but yourself is not patriotism. It's not morally superior. And you can wrap it in the veneer of legitimacy as the Republicans do. You can wrap it in the bullshit of liberty, unconcerned about liberty. This is what he's talking about. He's talking about the coronavirus. Rand Paul rips Fauci as unconcerned with liberty. What the hell does that mean, you scumbag? Oh, you want liberty. Meaning that let's 500,000 and counting is a good start. It's not something that we should be concerned about. We should want more of that, more sickness, more death, more doctors and nurses and frontline workers who aren't able to take a day off. This is what makes me sick about the Republicans, because they make the whole country sick. Unconcerned with liberty? What is that? That's excusing selfishness in the midst of a national crisis. So if this was World War II... And we weren't able to, um, what? They weren't able to, to replace their tires on their cars because of the rubber was needed to build the, um, tanks and, and, uh, and equipment for the troops, for the fight against fascism. Rand Paul would say, well, I'm, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm not going to ration. I'm not going to buy war bonds. I'm not going to sign up and do my part to destroy fascism. If fascism, because we know the, the, the truth, if Hitler came over here, they'd make a goddamn backroom deal with him. That's who the Republicans of the time, the conservatives, like George W. Bush's grand, well, not his grand, well, George, yeah, it was George, it was George Bush Sr.'s father, Prescott Bush, cited under trading with the enemy. They liked Hitler. Republicans like fascism. They love it. 
And they especially love the language of, of what they're talking about here, which is divide and conquer yet again. Not we're in this together, not e pluribus unum, not, yeah, I'm, I'll wear this mask because it might save somebody's life, not necessarily my own life. See, Rand Paul thinks he, it's his world and we all live in it. Now, he already has COVID. He, got, he already had COVID. So he thinks he's immune. And the other day, Rand Paul was attacking Dr. Fauci, saying that he was wearing a couple of masks. And he shouldn't be wearing these masks because isn't it just theater? You've been vaccinated. Why are you doing it? It's just theater. And Dr. Fauci had to explain to this fake-ass doctor He's an optometrist of a, he was board certified by a, by a board that he created because he didn't want to go through the regular route. So, okay, take that for what it is. He's not a practicing anything. He's not even, he's not a practicing senator either. He's a practicing bullshit artist in, in the cause uh, of the class war, really, but he was, he told, he was saying, Rand Paul was saying to Dr. Fauci, don't you think you're, oh, wait, actually, I might have this. Oh, and his voice is so irritating. ...that no scientific studies have shown significant numbers of reinfections of patients previously infected or previously vaccinated. What specific studies do you cite what to study? argue that the public should be wearing masks well into 2022? Yeah, because that's what's, that's the thing we should be talking about. Mass, who's wearing mass? Who cares? Into 2020, nobody likes wearing masks. Oh, they don't want to wear masks, you see. Because it's an inconvenience for them. It's too much trouble if they save somebody's life. They don't give a shit. They don't care. They don't care who's dead. They don't even bat an eye at 500,000 dead. That's not a shocking number to them. They want more dead. More and more and more. My, I don't mind if they get it, frankly. We know this. I'm going to be honest. Let them get it. But I understand that it's not, unfortunately, it's, it's not just them. They will infect decent people. And they're also going to show up at the hospital when our uh, doctors and nurses who are at their, uh, that they're, they're at the end of their ropes. They're exhausted. So I know that they're going to be affected. And this is what Republicans, they don't care. Now, if they only had the decency to get COVID and stay home and die and leave us the F alone, but they wouldn't because that's who they are. They're whiners. They're little whiners. Everything's unfair. It's unfair when I have to do my part in the middle of a crisis when everybody else is doing their part. Now, they're, we're trying to go, get, get through this damn COVID and the Republicans, they can't wait any longer. They're opening up their states. They're taking away the mask mandate. You understand what's going to happen. 
we will have uh, it's going to it's going to go up again. It doesn't matter. The vaccinations are helping, but there are different variants. And in fact, there is in New York, there's two new variants and this coronavirus is mutating. And this is why Dr. Fauci is still wearing a mask because you're getting it helps to have the the virus i mean the um the vaccination but if the vac- if the virus is mutating you might not necessarily be protected against the mutant virus this is why it's uh it's a problem <laughs> to put it mildly and the republicans they're not doing their part why am i not surprised Really, why am I not surprised that they couldn't be bothered with the simplest thing that, they, that we all should do to get us through this crisis? They, we could get to the point where we, uh, like other countries, have the virus under control, but we don't have the cohesion for that. Remember how I'm, when I said cohesion in my mind, I, I heard Republicans talking about unit cohesion and don't ask, don't tell how, oh, we couldn't have gays in the military because it would, it would disrupt unit cohesion. Of course, another bullshit argument that never comes to fruition or never did, never will. Anything that they ever warn never comes to fruition. We know that. But what about the cohesion of the country? Especially, they don't want cohesion. They don't want unity. They don't want us to have that community spirit that we're in this together. That's the community spirit we need. This is why it's why New Zealand conquered the virus, and for the most part, and other countries, smaller countries. Well, well, they all have national health care, but per capita are doing a, a lot more a lot better than we are putting it mildly we are the covid capital of the planet thanks to the republicans and they still cannot do the simplest thing to get us to the other side of this let's listen to rand paul for some more i'm not sure i understand the connection of what you're saying about masks and reinfection. We're talking about people who have never been infected before. You're and telling everybody to wear a mask, whether they've had an infection or a vaccine. What I'm saying is they have immunity and everybody agrees they have immunity. What studies do you have? No, they don't, you dumb bastard. Please, please, you shouldn't wear a mask ever and touch your face a lot that people that have had the vaccine yeah. or have had the infection are spreading the infection. If we're not spreading the infection, isn't it just theater? No, if it's not. the vaccine and you're wearing two masks, isn't that theater? No, that's not. Here we go again with the theater. Let, let, <laughs> Good for Dr. Fauci. I'll be right back. Oh, my God. That's Are you kidding me? That's the end of the show on Progressive Voices? What? Guys, I swear, become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. You can watch the end of the show or hear the end of the show at youtube.com slash C slash Tara Buster. 
remember, we will win. We stick together. We win. And that's what they're afraid of, us sticking together. My name is Tara Devlin. So give the show a good review. Keep coming back. Remember, we will win. I'll see you soon. All right. We're back. Now that we got rid of them, the progressive voices, people. Remember to, what else? Give the show a good review on iTunes. Uh, become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And I don't know. Somebody has to do something. I'm getting sick of saying this. I am. Join us on Discord. I don't know. I need help. That's all. Maybe sometimes it does cross my mind. Just hanging up. Just hanging it up. It gets frustrating. I should, I'll save it for my shrink. But then I see things like the story that Donald Trump's wax figure was attacked, and I feel better. So, all right, here's Dr. Fauci. Let's get down to the facts. Okay, the studies that you quote from Crotty and Sete look at in vitro examination of memory immunity which in their paper they specifically say this does not necessarily pertain to the actual protection. It's in vitro. And what study Are, can you point to that shows significant reinfection? There what, are, are no studies that show Just let, let, me, let me finish the response to your question, if you please. The other thing is that when you talk about reinfection and you don't keep in the concept of variance, that's an entirely different ballgame. That's a good reason for a mask. In the South African study conducted by J&J, they found that people who were infected with wild type and were exposed to the variant in South Africa, the 351, it was as if they had never been infected before. They had no protection. Oh, so when you talk about reinfection, you've got to make sure you're talking about please, wild type. Can I, I agree with you, you that you very likely would have protection from wild type for at least six months if you're infected. But we in our country now have variants that are circulating. Significant reinfection. What study shows significant reinfection, hospitalization, and death after either natural infection or the vaccine? It doesn't exist. There is no evidence that there are significant... Who are you? You're a freaking fake ophthalmologist, whatever that is, for the eyes. And Dr. Fauci is the one of the premier infectious disease doctors in the damn country. And who is this guy? This grifter. It doesn't exist. Well, what? See, this is why Republicans are... Um, the enemies of the people. To what end would Dr. Fauci, what, what, what purpose would it, he have in t- telling people to wear masks if it's not necessary? What is the end game? Just to do it? Is that how sick these Republicans are? You see, they're, they can imagine this. They... they project their own bullshit, their own um, evil on other people. 
So you have to wonder, is this what they're capable of? Of course it is. Republicans, they project the conspiracy mind and the, and the secret society and all that because that's what they want. That's who they are. That's what they do with power. You see? So what is, what, what is the point? Why would Dr. Fauci say, oh, wear, still wear your mask, continue to social distance? What, to what point? Because he thinks it's funny? Uh, <laughs> watch me tell these guys. I'm going to tell the whole country to socially distance. And they're going to stand away from each other six feet. Watch. Oh, my God. You see. Hold this. I'll be right back. I'm going to tell them they have to wear two masks. Oh, my God. It's going to be incredible. To what end? Really? It makes absolutely no sense. Now, Dr. Fauci, he's an actual doctor. He's not um, a senator who pretends to be a doctor on Fox News when they have to call in somebody for, uh, for unsubstantiated medical advice. Who, who wants to, what? What is he doing? Attack the premier infectious disease doctor in the United States for what friggin' purpose? To say that he's unconcerned with liberty. That's what Senator Rand Paul, stupid Ann Rand Paul, puts on his Twitter feed. He posted that. He pinned it to his Twitter feed. Why? Why would you be attacking the, the person who the country is looking to for advice? And if you wanted to unify this country and you wanted to actually defeat the virus and succeed, it doesn't matter how many times they, uh, they, they say, they show us who they are. We better believe them. They don't, I'm telling you, and I really wish that the rest of the, of the media in general, besides this is the liberal media, but I wish the corporate media would start saying it. They're not, they're not working in the paradigm of democracy. They're not trying to overcome this virus. They don't give a crap who dies. They're trying to kill as many people as they can as long as and keep the capitalist what machine going because everybody when it comes down to it, every one of us oh hi Terry Jr Jr. every one of us is expendable to the Republicans we 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 saw this during the in the beginning of the pandemic the essential workers when Twitler signed that executive order forcing, the the unfortunate people that have to work in the uh, corpse business, and I'm talking about the factory farms, they were essential workers. They were forced back to work on the front lines without the proper anything to keep them alive because they don't give a crap who dies. You understand? They really don't. And like I said, it's unfortunate that they're going to take decent people with them. So I don't know if I can, let's not listen to the rest of that. 
for example, one good thing, another good thing. This is more good news, I guess. Trump's Mar-a-Lago is partially closed due to COVID. <laughs> it's, of course it is. Maybe he'll get it. Oh, please, get, get that really, um, that, that stubborn variant. I hope, I really do hope. But, wait a minute, where is it? I'm looking for the other thing I want to talk about is the Nathan Bedford Forest. There's so much to talk about. It never stops. Where is this Trump? Let me look this up. Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago. Who would go to Mar-a-Lago? Especially now. Uh, the worst people. You know that. The worst, most disgusting people that you would never want to hang out with in a thousand lifetimes. They're, they're going to Mar-a-Lago. They spend their time at Mar-a-Lago. They book parties. They book events there because they're Trumpanzees. Nobody in their right mind, no f normal person, no patriot would go anywhere near a Mar-a-Lago. Look at this. Here's from the Daily Beast. Look at that picture. Trump's Florida result, result, resort was awash with topless models, dog parades, and screaming fans in the past week. And despite a recent outbreak, another 500 people will be there on Sunday. Look at all of these people. Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club is dealing with the coronavirus outbreak, but that doesn't mean the parties stop. On Sunday, the club will host a 500-person fundraiser for a children's charity. You're going to go there? To Mar-a-Moron? And the maskless Mar-a-Moron. Oh, my God. The $375 ahead invite-only party is benefiting a place of hope. It's sold out. And it also seems that no one is concerned about the outbreak. It will be very exciting. The most beautiful cars, people, good friends. The charity's Instagram likewise promised hundreds of historic cars on display, live entertainment, a fashion show, brunch, it does not mention coronavirus precautions. And the party's website references sanitation stations for social room for social distancing, as if that will happen. The event will be held outdoors after multiple infections forced the club's dining room and beachside venue to close. So good luck. It's it's. It's, it's probably all over the place. Who cares if you're outside? These people are going to be touching each other, touching the railings, touching the buttons in the elevator. Yeah. Then you're going to touch your, your drunken face. Some of our staff have recently tested positive, Mar-a-Lago said, but promised all appropriate responsive measures were taken. Yeah, right. Look at these two. Oh, no. God, please help me. Look at that. Look at them. That's a sad way to end your life. 
Avid, who goes by Valentina Diva on Instagram, told the Daily Beast that two kitchen staff members tested positive. Oh, the kitchen. Nothing infectious in there. Avid insisted everyone wore masks and tried to do their best to social distance. Maybe not six feet, but three feet. <laughs> oh, my God. In one video posted by a Miami philanthropist, a topless male model walked down a cakewalk, or a catwalk, not a cakewalk, as maskless women screamed and cheered. Well, that's not like, it's not like coronavirus is spread when you're screaming, or isn't it? I don't know. Oh my God, how embarrassing. What an embarrassing, sad world we live in. Look at these women. Ugh. Look at that lady with the balloon. Oh, that's not a balloon. Look at her there. The one with the the flower, the white dress. Wee! Yay! Take it off! Take it off! Your mask, I mean. Take it off. We don't wear masks here. We're making America great. Look how embarrassing. That poor man. I know. I have to put you down, Bobo. You're sitting on the keyboard. Take it off. God. Why can't I live a decent in a decent place with people who aren't morons? Somebody's Instagram. Ew. Ew. This is Trump. Alright, I can't. Trump, you know, the reason why Trump is living in Mar-a-Lago, it's because he wants to do what we just saw him do. I don't know if you were able to see it in the video. It went by so fast. But Trump was at Mar-a-Lago shaking hands he wants people to be he wants to be able to walk through the dining room and everybody go mr president oh hi he wants them to lick lick his fragile eggshell ego every time he he deigns to make an appearance when he's in need for that narcissistic supply that's what it's about mr oh i was just casually walking through in the middle of your your wedding. That's because he's a needy bitch. He's a needy little bitch. And nobody likes that. That's such a turnoff. Oh, here is uh, that Lara Trump. Mega! Lara Trump at Mar-a-Lago. MAGA! No masks. Oh, there's one guy in the way, way back wearing one. Oh, my God. Where is COVID when we need it? Really, COVID, do us a favor. We've suffered enough, but you got some people right there you can, you can use as a vessel. 
They're not afraid. They're real Americans. Let them, please, please. All right, speaking of how Republicans suck, I want to say, first of all, thank you, Errol Thomas. Hey, y'all, sorry I'm late. At least I'm here for the Republic Clown Disson. Thank you for your super chat, and thank you again, Jim, for another super chat. Hopeful, sweary, tip jar. Thank you, I need it. All right. Um, well, you know how Republicans hate cancel culture. They hate cancel culture, and they also they they also um, they they also I don't know what's the word they hate. Uh, not only do they hate America, but they you it's sort of an extension of you want to know somebody. Look at their friends. Look at who they venerate who their heroes are. And I'm talking about Nathan Bedford, uh, the, what is it? What is his name? Nathan Bedford. What the fuck is his name? You know. Hold on. I know. I know. Nathan, uh, Forrest. I was thinking of Forrest Gump. <laughs> I hated that movie, Forrest Gump. It always bothered me. Not to crush your dreams or anything, but yes, here's from a, it's a, a legal blob co blog called Above the Law. D Tennessee legislature cancel culture's historical commission for the crime of canceling clan wizard Nathan Bedford Forrest. Oh my God. So... You, they they love cancel culture. They've been canceling things. They've been canceling democracy, that's for sure, for years. So from above the law, Elizabeth Dye writes, who in the year 2021 is actually defending the Ku Klux Klan? That should be a rhetorical question, but sadly it's not, since members of the Tennessee legislature are fighting mad that the state's historical commission relocated a bust of the Confederate general and clan wizard Nathan Bedford Forrest from its place of prominence in the Capitol to the Tennessee State Museum. In our culture today, there seems to be a desire to cancel history, to cancel culture, to cancel narratives, cancel culture? They're gonna, we want to cancel their culture of racism and venerating grand wizards of the KKK. Not only venerating them, uh, they're not just grand wizards, they're also war criminals. Now, we want to drink your liberal tears. You, we love war criminals. When a traitor called Nathan Bedford Forrest rounded up some African-American Union soldiers and committed a ma mass murder. Now, that's something we want to venerate here in the South, in the great state of Tennessee. We want to venerate people who murder African-Americans, especially ones who are a little too uppity, getting in. Who do they think they are? putting on a uniform and taking up arms against 
the 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 right of white rich men to own other human beings based on the pigment color? How dare they? I'm sorry, Tara Junior Junior. He's so grumpy. Just like me. <clears throat> I have to put you down. He's sitting on the keyboard and thank you Richard W for your super chat another great show Tara thank you so in our cult hold on I'm losing my voice I think that's dangerous precedent said Tullahoma Republican Senator Janice Bowling who told Nashville's WTVF the senator Hold on, here comes the cat again. And he's not just any cat. He is Tara Jr. Jr. I know, I know. But he's ruining the show by making me have to move everything. I'm not able to type. So the senator failed to explain why it was imperative that the government perpetuate a narrative embodied in an infamous racist who slaughtered hundreds of black and white Union troops at the Fort Pillow Massacre and went on to symbolize the vicious repression of blacks in the post-bellum South. Forrest represents pain, suffering, and brutal crimes committed against African Americans, and that pain is very real for our fellow Tennesseans as they walk the halls of the state house and evaluate how he could be just one of nine busts elevated to a place of reverence. And yet, members of the state's upper house are so furious that they're seeking to dissolve the entire historical commission in its uh, and replace it with a new body more to their liking. Well, that ain't fascism. I don't know what is. That's what it is. That's what Twitler did these past four years, putting all his unqualified flunkies on courts all over the land and and inflicting them in the body politic and civil service jobs. Oh, God. They want to... So... They don't like cancel culture, canceling Nathan Bedford Forrest, one of the Grand Wizards. I think he was the first Grand Wizard, if I'm not correct, or if I am correct. Um, So by they don't like canceling him, war criminal, traitor. We forgot traitor. They forgot traitor. When they say, even in this article, when he's, this person writes about he, how he's a war criminal, how he is uh, one of the grand wizards of the KKK. But he, we all forget he's a traitor. You know, taking up arms, uh, declaring war against your fellow Americans. That means you're a friggin' traitor. They're all traitors. But that's that's republicanism. They they like traitors. They protect traitors. Like Ron Johnson said, he's not afraid. The traitors aren't traitors. He'd be really afraid if those if people with darker pigment tried to uh, 
overthrow the government. But white people who love America, they love it so much they want to rip it down. They want to destroy it. They love America so much. One of one or two or three of them urinated in the halls of the Capitol in and took a dump, which is something that says everything. That's who they are. But Republicans, you want to know somebody, look at their friends, but look at who they venerate. You know, they talk about Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan's a filthy racist, too. They're all racists. And they make up this whole Reagan myth. Anyway. Members of the state's upper house are so furious that they're seeking to dissolve the historical commission and replace it with one to their liking. While the current commission is comprised of 24 members, including the state's historian, librarian, archaeologist, archivist, and commissioner of environment and conservation. Well, they probably are people who know what they're doing to a degree. They have, uh, they're experts. They know, maybe they read a book or two on the subject. Republicans don't need that. They need loyalists in positions of authority deciding who they venerate in their halls of power. Now, exactly as the article writes, if you're somebody who has darker pigment and you have business in the Tennessee state capitol, what does that say to you? To encounter a, a bust, an honorific place uh, to, for, we're all supposed to, what do, we have to, what am I trying to say? You want to know your civilization? Look at who they venerate, who they hold up for others to learn about, to to point to and say, let's be like him or her. Of course, it's primarily been him. This is what we're trying to rectify, to make a more perfect union. And as usual, Republicans stand in the way, holding on to... To what? This disgusting, um, irredeemable, evil racist who murdered Americans. He took up on, he, he rebelled. It's not, well, to say rebel is putting it mildly. He's a traitor who murdered Americans. He committed treason against this country in addition to the war crimes he's a he is a filthy war criminal and in his post war criminal career he made his he made his career inflicting uh terrorism terrorizing citizens of this country setting up the jim crow south if there's a, a worse traitor I'd like to meet him, but he's, uh, I mean, not in person, but he's definitely up there as one of the most vile Confederate assholes who these Republicans ever wanted to venerate. 
Oh, did you see that disgusting, <laughs> that ugly statue too? This is how much they suck, Republicans. That other, this is another statue, the ugly Nathan Bedford Forrest statue. It's like on some highway. Because they suck at everything. So obviously they didn't know. Here's the statue. Look at this ugly statue. It's like out of hell. See if we can get a close-up of it. Um, thanks for the nightmares. <laughs> See, this is how much they suck as well. Because they hate liberals, right? They're, they want to be. They so want to be um, accepted in, in the Hollywood or the, or the liberals or the... You know what I mean? In the world of expertise, they want to be, want they want to be accepted. So much they, because they know how inadequate they really are. They want to be accepted, but they don't want to do the work that is required to get the expertise, to develop a skill, or an art. You know what I mean? They, because they're children, they're babies. The same thing is another, it's another reason why they can't function in democracy. It's too much work to find uh, common ground. That's too much work to promote the general welfare. It's too much work to knock on doors and get signatures and do all that you got to do. So they would much rather overthrow the government and put in a, 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 an, a, an unqualified dictator. So, yeah, even worse than a dictator, an unqualified dictator. And here, this statue it says everything about the Republicans because they so want to be talented and they want to be able to uh, be appreciated for art or whatever, but they they suck at it. They suck, so they hire someone who is clearly out of his league, and they create this. This is as the good as best as they can do. It's as good as it gets. Oh, here's a horse and a, a guy yelling. And I'm sure this, it reminds me of, you ever see those memes where you have the professional cake or whatever it is, and then you have somebody's interpretation of it, and it says, nailed it. That's what it reminds me of. This is the, the interpretation, the, the average interpretation of something that looks like a guy on a horse and I'm sure in whatever this art, this so-called artist's sketches, it was probably very dramatic. And here he is yelling and shooting. Who is he yelling and shooting? Oh, he's murdering Union soldiers who surrendered. That's what he's doing. Here's, let's read about... Nathan Bedford Forrest. 
It's unbelievable. It never stops, though. Fort Pillow Massacre. Let's see. Nathan Bedford Forrest, General Nathan Bedford Forrest, committed war crimes, and honoring him is equivalent to celebrating evil. Here, this is a letter to the editor in the, I think it's the Tennessean local newspaper. The Confederate general and Ku Klux Klan Grand Dragon, Nathan Bedford Forrest, was a successful businessman like yourself, Governor Lee, only instead of cooling, heating, and plumbing, he traded in cotton and human beings. On the short list of most vile white supremacists in the United States, Forrest was responsible for one of the worst atrocities of the Civil War, the Fort Pillow Massacre. Confederate and Union witnesses account that even though the Union garrison surrendered in West Tennessee, some 300 soldiers were gunned down at Forrest's command. Now, that's 300 Americans who were fighting the traitors. So they're murderous traitors who gunned down their fellow Americans. This would have been January 6th. That's a glimpse into uh, uh, the January 6th that the Republicans really were trying to foment. A federal investigation, in fact, concluded that most troops who were massacred by Forrest men were African-American. Well, they weren't human in his eyes. That's why he did it, I'm sure. And the white soldiers that were murdered alongside the black soldiers, they committed the crime of, I guess, fraternizing with, uh, with who... Nathan Bedford Forrest committed, uh, considered, what do you call it, property. Why can't I talk tonight? Well, I don't know. I have a lot on my mind. None of it good. Here, look. Lieutenant General Nathan Forrest. Shut the Confederate States Army. Who puts... A bust of a traitor in the friggin' halls of power, unless you're a traitor, okay? How hard is that? Really? It's not that hard. That's a, that's a, that's a gimme. You, it's not a gotcha. It's a gimme question. Jesus Christ. So this person writes to the governor... Governor, you're capable of so much more. We heard that you and your first lady are people of faith. Well, aren't they all, though? Active in your spiritual community. That's so spiritual, isn't it? Honoring a murderous traitor, war criminal who started a racist-ass organization that committed terrorism against the American people for generations. And that's who you're going to honor. You're this person of faith is honoring. Oh, aren't you? Don't you feel the, the freedom? In your inaugural speech, I said, I believe you said, I believe that one way we do unite is by following the commandment as love your neighbor as yourself. 
how does signing this proclamation help unite us? And he's talking about the proclamation that decrees Nathan Bedford Forest Day in Tennessee. Unbelievable. All right, guys. My name is Tara Devlin. Guys, guys, guys. Yeah, that's right. I have a camera that's not quite focused. So become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Give the show a good review. Share it with your friends. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. So work it. You're worth it. We will win. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you very soon. Guys, guys, guys. All right. That's the end of the show. What do you think? Anybody like that show? What do you think? I'm just taking a straw poll, an unscientific straw poll. Who likes the show? Raise your hand. Mm, I see a couple of hands. <laughs> You're funny. You. Oh, you chat room. You say the funniest things. All right. Listen. Listen, guys. Holy shit. You can hear my voices going away. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's age. I'm feeling my age. I'm feeling old. Ugh. I gotta get out. I gotta exercise. You know what I mean? Good thing the spring is here. I'm going to... I have to get out every morning and, and get some exercise. Because I think it's, well, I don't think, I know that it's going to be, it'll be good for my, my bad mood, my bad, my stinking thinking. I have some stinking thinking. I don't know if you were aware of that, where I criticize myself and then I sometimes wonder like every other minute of the day. If um, if if the show is making a difference, if it's ever going to make a difference, you know what I mean. I don't know. I know it makes a difference to us, so I better just stop that. Listen, 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 listen. We will try to have a show as soon as possible. Probably not tomorrow. But maybe Monday. I hope so. It helps when we get patrons, even though we're bleeding patrons, as usual. I don't know. We get a couple of pay, then we then others leave. I hope everything is okay. I hope it's just that you're you don't like the show anymore. Or me. You're sick of the unfocused camera. You don't like cats. <laughs> like how could you not I, I, it's not cat I like animals period I would have all kinds of animals but I went with the cat 
because I really did not feel like getting up in the morning, every morning, and taking the dog out to going down seven flights, rain, snow, sleet, hurricane. You know what I mean? So I got a cat. And then I got another cat. That's how it goes. And then you get is like getting a tattoo. That's what I heard. Once you get a tattoo, you get more. I only have two tattoos. One says, your name here. No, I'm just kidding. It's, I have an angel on my shoulder. And I have a Celtic knot on my arm. Not that, who cares? Well, this is if uh, the right-wingers send me a bomb and you have to identify the remains. All right, listen. If they send a bomb, I hope that it's not successful, okay? Send it, send the dud so we can get some publicity for this show. You know how this show would blow up? No pun intended. If I received a bomb, not that I mean, I'm not, I'm not putting that out into the universe. I don't want a bomb. I don't. In fact, you won't, I won't get a bomb because if you send me something, it doesn't go to my house. <laughs> it goes to a, another, well, it goes to an alternate address. It goes to a middleman. And then it's forwarded to me. All right. Listen, listen, listen. You don't need to know all my secrets, do you? I don't know. I got to go get unconscious. I'm feeling the need for unconsciousness. I like unconscious. That's how I know. I'm, I think I'm a little depressed. I'm just saying. Just don't tell anybody. Hey, what's the matter? What? What is wrong? You see, this cat's crazy. He's so abusive. Guys, listen. Listen up. My name is Tara Devlin. Yeah. I don't feel like singing, but I will. And, I, what's the matter with you? You just bit me. What's going on with you? He just bit me, and then he started rubbing his face on my hand. Biting. Petting. Please pick one. All right. My name is Terry Devlin. I want to thank you all for hanging out and for your support of the show. I would. You think I'm de depressed now? Catch me if nobody is in the chat room then I'd be really depressed I think the cat is being abusive because he wants me to pet him and when I stop petting he's like biting me I don't like this side about him I don't like this part about you what's happening with you alright guys you're the best become a patron give us a good review I keep why do I it's like I must say that in my sleep and Join us on Discord. Post some pictures of yourself, of your pets. Let's get to know. We'd like to get to know you. All right, friends. My name is Tara Devlin. Yeah, I keep saying that.
That's like the last thing I say before I say, I'll see you. Well, first I say, we stick together. We win. And we will win because we're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We stick together. We win. See? See how he is? I will see you very soon.